You like that? Oh, you were a, you were a half beat too quick on that one. I was. I apologize. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to crack my beer at the exact same moment just for fun. <laughs> just to see if you could? Mm-hmm. I think I was pretty close. Yeah. Like, quite good. Anyways. <laughs> Do the honors. Welcome, everybody, to the Blue Collar Philosophers, Philosophers Podcast. I am Biker Mike from Mars, and that is Dirty D. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. That is Devin. Uh, welcome, and we're so glad that you are here to join us for this episode of the Blue Collar Philosophers. Yeah. So, okay, what were we just talking about? Because I don't know if you guys realize this, but quite often Grinch and I will sit here and philosophize <sighs> for half hour before we even hit record. Yeah, we were talking about how I, I brought up this idea that I had when it came to Adam. Uh, Adam in the Bible and when it talks about Gen- in Genesis. Don't, how- don't give away. Don't give it away. Just tease it. Just tease it? Yeah. You're just pulling down a little bit of cleavage. Just saying <laughs> just, we're interested. Just, just squeezing it together? Yeah. But but how, we are, okay, how, but how, we're how good girls just- and we're going to save it for later. Where the fuck were those girls? I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone kept talking about these girls that were like going to church and like, but they were flaunting it everywhere. I could not fucking definitely find not, them. Definitely not my church. Not my church because I was looking. <laughs> Apparently, all the girls in our church were actually decent people. Yeah, who were very modest and reserved. Sons of guns. Which really, really sucks when you're a teenage mm-hmm. man because we are not honest or reserved or good no. in any way. Um, I, w- I was looking and couldn't find them, and I really hated it because <laughs> everyone kept talking like they're right at they're everywhere, and I'm like, where? Point at the one, and I shall go talk to her. Uh, honey, I love you. Don't listen. All right. So anyway. <laughs> How far do I go into this without actually talking about it then? <laughs> maybe, maybe like make up a title for it on the spot. This sounds interesting. Okay. Um, Adam fleeing from God or consciousness? Question mark. Okay. Perfect. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. And then, so we, we were saying you were, you were needing to write stuff down. Oh Yeah. We ha- I, I had this thought, I was in church and I, I just like, do you know what I really feel like doing is committing a little bit of heresy here. And so I wrote down oh, a what, metaphorical what part of church doesn't make you want to do that? <laughs> and anyways, I, I was like, I need to write this down because I had a metaphor, uh, uh, metaphorical view on a story in the Bible or something that was coming up. And I'm like, maybe it's not what we understand it to be. Maybe, I don't want to assume that I'm onto something else that no one has ever thought of because there's nothing new under the sun, but why haven't we talked about it? So I started writing it down because I'm like, man, if I don't write this down, it will be into the vapor. It'll be gone. Even even as we tried to talk about it, yeah, I'm like, it'll poof. I, I, I know what I wrote down. I wrote down something along <laughs> these lines. And you had that this last... Uh, today. Uh, today. Yeah, I sent you like three long texts. And I read none of them. I saw how long they were. I'm <laughs> like, fuck that noise. I didn't need you to read them. I just needed to get them onto paper and then <laughs> put them somewhere concrete. Your phone. My phone. Yeah, which exactly. Is going nowhere. <laughs> Anyone who opens it is like, what for, the fuck is wrong with later. this guy? <laughs> exactly. But like... Y- you got to write it down. Oh yeah. Like otherwise it just poofs and like then great idea, no podcast. Yeah. So write it down. But like this stuff is like algebra. Like I'm, I'm, I'm realizing the more we're doing this, how <laughs> much philosophy is like math. Oh yeah. It, it really is. Because it's like doing algebra instead of with numbers with logistical ideas. Yeah. 
So you have a thought, you have, and you need to trace like where its logic is, and think about what its consequences are, and then you have to insert that logic into an equation and yeah. think if this equals this, then such and such must be true, and then see if that tracks. Yeah, and you have to actually chase that. You have to chase that rabbit. Everyone talks about rabbit trails. Well, <laughs> if you make it into a literal rabbit, if you're chasing it, it, it it's great. Unless you don't catch a rabbit, then you're like, okay, that doesn't actually pan into what I thought it would pan into. Stupid rabbit. And so, well, that's why if I ever have a thought and I'm like, I want to think about this thing, I need to write down even just an, just a slight little short paragraph or not even a paragraph, but a title of, hey, I had this idea. This is what it is. Now go the fuck to sleep. Because, or I'll come down here and write it, write it on our, our board. You can see my messy writing there. And... I just, I have to write it down. Otherwise I'm going to forget. And, uh, yeah, mm. half the, half the, oh, we have so much. We're going to be doing this for a long time, guys, unless you make us famous and cancel us. Please, please cancel us. Please cancel at us. This, at this point, it's a burden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's fun. This is so much fun. <laughs> We're not getting paid yet, so it's not work for us. We're actually having <clears throat> fun doing this. Yeah. So yeah. today, uh, we are doing a part two on the free will debate that uh, we we recorded one last week. Yep. And we said in that one, we, like you wanted More, you I I wanted oh. yeah you wanted to just stick with the material end of it, and I was like yeah. no 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 let's let's fit both in. But the material end of it had there was so much there was so much to mine out of it. So we didn't really get into anything spiritual other than saying that how our faith affects our perception of how we make choices. Yeah. That, that's about it. So today, let's take a look at the argument between free will and determinism, keeping in mind... But through through a bit more of a spiritual lens or through a... Yeah, but not in like a Christian... No. no well. not, not in a specifically Christian way. I don't want to alienate anybody, but rather... Let's say as a thought experiment, we're going to say there is a Christian or Jewish-like God yeah. that that is there that we're just going to call God. Well, some people call it the muse <clears throat> or... No, that's something different. Is that's it? Not, that's not God as much as it's a flitting spirit from here to there. It's, it's, more, it's more like a mischievous okay. angel. Oh. Okay. Yeah. See, uh, see, I'm... Uh, okay, with this one, I'm going to be riding your coattails a little bit because... I struggle with spiritual things. I really do. Everyone talks about the spirit. Everyone talks about this, 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 uh, I don't even know how to put it into words. This feeling. A certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yes, a certain I don't know what, as the French like to say, <laughs> uh, where it's, I have a hard time putting it into words because there's so much nuance and so much that can go into this talk that I'm like, fuck it. I don't, I don't like so, it. So, you know, being that the term God is so big, just like spiritual or faith, they're, they're huge, huge terms. Huge words. So I'm going to define the parameters a little bit so that give you some structure to bounce around in. Okay. So the question I'm going to ask is not how do you view like free will through spirituality? Because that can go into whole different things and you can get into the Bible and debate Arminianism or Calvinism or, or things like that. Yeah. So what uh, I just want to say is like, think of, 
not even a god that interacts with you, but just just a, a big deity in the sky who is all-powerful and all-knowing. Yeah. I want to focus more on his on, on all-knowing, omniscience. Okay. So, if... If the, the if there is a god that exists that knows everything from the beginning of time to the end of time, everything going on all at once, okay, et cetera, et cetera, can free will exist if such a being is also present? No. Uh, damn it! Podcast over. Fuck. Yeah. No, we can't. <laughs> okay, let's imagine for an instance that you've watched the DVD. <clears throat> I was really banking on a different answer. Thanks. No, you were really hoping that I would be like, uh, uh, uh. No, I've already thought about this. Uh, in a world <laughs> where where God is omniscient, knows all, and don't even say omnipotent, where he is, well, that's can all please. I know that's different, um, but omnipotence it, is different than omniscience. Yes, but uh, can a God who knows all? He himself, or she, whatever the fucker it is. She them. She, she they, them. They she selves. Z's. Z's. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that feels so wrong and dirty. Can we pause it and go have a shower? I can't uh, believe I used the word Z. Anyways, can a being like God, who is omniscient, have free will? Because even the idea of him having free will, because if he knows all, he knows what he's going to do or what he is not going to do. Is he not able to diverge from his choices? And at that point, wh- why? And if he can't, then you sure as hell can't. Yes. And if he can't, what makes him God? Because he should be able to do all things. And that's why it's one of these things of, no, like, in, in and that's why I don't like omniscient understanding of God. But at the same time, yeah, it's a fucking paradox, man. It's the can God lift a boulder big enough for him not to be able to lift? Exactly, it really it's is. nonsense. Like, okay, the, yeah, asking like it's kind of like that that seventy show that where they were like one <laughs> that, that seventy show. They're they're doing the circle where they're all talking. Mm-hmm. The Hyde goes, "Could God make a boob so big even he couldn't lift it?" Yeah, I it, mean, like, the answer is that's fucking nonsense. Yeah, stop it. Yeah. Like, you can't answer yes or no because you're proposing an illogical question. Yes. And that's one thing that frustrates me when when Christians try to talk about this idea of, like, free will or God knowing future to past. Because, like, this is something I brought up lots when I was going through my deconstruction. Yeah. Because that's something I was always taught. God knows everything, future to past. He predicted, you know, the revelation. Like, we already know how the world's going to end you know, all that stuff and who the player, like God knows who the players are going to be. He knows your will. He's got a plan for you and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, if he knows exactly what I'm up to or going to do completely, 100%, like, then I don't have any free will to change. How, yeah. how do I defy God's will if he already knows everything that I'm going to do? And some Christians will say, well, God's outside of time. Yeah. You know, and... It doesn't really violate your free will because he doesn't exist in time. He can pop in here, out there, whatever. Yeah. But that's the same thing as the lifting. You're, you're a DVD on a shelf <clears throat> at this point that he can pop in and out and watch when he feels and change but what he DVD wants. But that DVD always plays the same story. That's right. No matter when you look at it. Unless he's the director too and in real time. Yeah. I mean, At which point? You, you as a character have no more free will than the character <laughs> that you're watching on the TV. We are NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're NPCs in the world of 
of, of what we are, our yeah, reality, our own reality. Yeah, it bugs me. Because, like, no matter what, like, we know, even given the weirdness of time, because, like, some people have been like, well, think about time, man. Like, it, the theory, of, theory of, of relativity of time, it works differently depending on, on the gravity well you're in. Yeah. It's like time is actually somehow integrated in the fabric of physics. Yeah, it actually is because you can hop on a something about going into an airplane with a watch that has the exact same time sequence as another one will actually be altered in in time. Yeah, it has to do with the gravity well you're in and how fast you're going in relation to it. Yeah. Like they even for satellites, they have to account for the difference in time that that they're experiencing with what the devices receiving signals from them are experiencing yeah. in town. Like, that has to be factored into and adjusted for. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, I mean, like, let's say, <laughs> like, like, time travel. Not a thing. Yes, for yes the, it is. I can do it. Watch this. I'm going to go five seconds into the future. Fucking here I am. That was not five seconds. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, you can travel. You can travel, travel forward. Forward in time. Just give me time. I'll get there. But like even even people that figured they know how to travel leap forward in time. That yep. could theoretically be done if you can move fast enough. You know, and then come back. Then it would be as if you leapt forward in time instantaneously. But you've just you've just changed how you experience it, yeah. it's still a forward march, sequential. No matter what, it's sequential. I mean, you look into the skies, look at the stars, you're looking at images from millions or billions of years ago. But wherever that star is, if it still exists, is experiencing time the same way you are, yeah. second by second by second by second. Yeah. So given God's omniscience, like the best, the best God could do for omniscience is know what is happening here or there or there at whatever time it is for how they're experiencing it. But God's not going to be able to just know what's happening in the future. He can remember past because yeah. it's happened and he's witnessed it. But the future's open because the future's not a thing. It doesn't exist yet until the second that it arrives. Yeah. And then the second it arrives. But that, but uh, but a a a, <laughs> a, a layman. I'll, I'll call, I don't want to uh, dip shit. <laughs> I don't want to devalue their opinion, <laughs> but be like their, their lazy argument. Be like, yeah, but he's outside of that. He 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 knows what's going to happen. So you don't. No, you. It's because you're in a different realm, and so they take this this voodoo little thing, a la- lazy argument but, of. But if he does that, it eliminates your free will. Yes. Because no matter what. He knows what you're going to do. Yeah. Like that that argument that he exists out of time or exists in a, in a realm different than the time, it doesn't change the fact that if he knows every second that you're going to that you're going to do, mm-hmm. your free will is is nullified. Yep. Now, and that that's why <sighs> Yeah. So so are you proposing then that we assume that God experiences time the same way that we do in order for us to have free will? Basically. So there's a, there's actually a concept called open theism. And that is that even given that God is all powerful, 
like omnipotent and all-knowing, omniscient, he can only know all that is. He can't know what isn't. Or he can't know what doesn't exist because it doesn't exist. It's like, can you, can you lift, uh, can you create a boulder you can't lift? Like, that's the same degree of, of nonsensical math yeah. there, right? You can't know what doesn't exist. Well, <sighs> so God could, in, in this concept of open theism, like, so the future is open, he can still have will. He can still say, I am going to make this happen and bend okay. all of his will for it and make promises. Like, which, which puts into play prophetic acts or even just... Exactly. Like, it doesn't eliminate prophecy. It just... Because that's just God's faithfulness to make it happen. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the way some people read Revelations where, oh, the Bible says this is going to happen because God said it would happen and it's going to happen because he will make it happen. And the fact that, that it hasn't yet yeah, that doesn't is mean, because that, he's... Yeah, that doesn't mean that the future is set, that... He knows exactly what's going to happen in the future. It means when the time comes, I'm still going to do my work. Yeah. Okay. See, that that's an easier buy than <laughs> omniscience. But that, it doesn't violate omniscience. It really doesn't. It just means we need to redefine omniscience. As opposed to... Uh, As opposed to magically thinking God can know what's happening in the future, even though it hasn't happened. He knows He knows all, all that is of what... He knows all things okay. that exist. Huh. You see, I've never actually tried to ra- read it that way because, uh, like I said, I don't like omniscience. If I just don't like something, I just, like, don't think about it sometimes. <laughs> that's what we all do. Un- unless it's something that's like, okay, I want to understand this deep. I don't know, like... Uh, the way a carburetor works. I just, I don't understand it. I know, carburetors are magic to me. <laughs> it's weird. I, I much more understand fuel injection than I do carburetors. Isn't that weird? It's like, no, we add this know, pressure and, and we have any, these Anybody lines, that's older than 50 is like, you're dumb. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Fucking millennials. <laughs> uh, you and your voodoo. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to some things, if, if, if there's a, a chance that I could understand it, I really... I really will dive into it where if there's something that I don't understand like omniscience, I'm just like, I'd like to believe that God can know all things past, present, and future, but how do I square that circle where he can't have free will if uh, if, there, if he is omniscient or as I understood it, omniscient. Yeah. So... Yeah, I really like that way of looking at it because it hurts my brain less. Now... Is that a, uh, I like the theory because it makes my brain hurt less. <laughs> is that my lazy way of coming to an understanding of 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 omniscience? I don't. I mean, like the argument could be flawed because could. I'm a flawed person. Yeah, and I'm not omniscient. What the fuck is when? <laughs> <laughs> but from our position, I mean, like it is possible to puzzle stuff out. Yeah. Right. I mean, that is the nature of philosophy. Even if we're blue collar, we're not trained, we're not learned. We're not learned. I've never gone to the school with the learning of the college. That being said, I mean, like you can still think critically about hard topics. All you have to do is think about, okay, well, if this is true, how does it affect this? Yeah. And then try and reverse engineer that. Okay. Well, if that doesn't work, 
then what does this mean? Like if, if omniscience does mean outside of time or knows future and past, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, I, and then you can, then you can snowball. I mean, it's kind of like at one point, like if you see a mathematician, like they've got, you know, X2 plus this, you know, brackets this. And, and then none it, of it means it's all. <laughs> that means, you know, it with, with philosophy, it's a lot easier because you're working out statements that you yeah. can wrap your head around, but you can still do the same kind of algebraic math with it. Well, because you're and, deconstructing the statement, right? You're trying to, okay, what is this actual, what does this word mean? And the further you can break things down, like mathematicians do, because they break down numbers, and we're trying to reconstruct our understanding yeah. and, of the and world. And when, when you can break it down to axioms of a theory, then you can start to add it together with other with other axioms. Yeah. Is it, that's philosophy. It really is. Now, I really feel bad for people that think just because we call ourselves blue-collar philosophers that that we're at a disadvantage. We start from a disadvantage or, I don't know, an intellectual point of view because we're blue-collar. It's like, oh, you never went to college or you never took a thesis class and this, that, and the other. Yeah, we may, not, like, we may not have an ivory tower, but we sure as hell have a pothole. <laughs> we do. <laughs> We do. And that is my unofficial name for this room is the pothole. The pothole. <laughs> yep. It's going to make people stumble. <laughs> what do you do with that That scripture, man? Which one? The one that caught anything that causes your brother to stumble. I'm like, well, maybe he should have fucking been looking where he was going. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that was more it's in like... regards to meat directly to a cultural thing. So I'm just going to be like, no, a stick you. in between his legs, tying his shoelaces. Yeah. Just, I'm just fucking with them. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's prudence, though. I mean, like, you can't have these conversations with, with everybody. Oh, no. Like, I mean, and not, not because not everybody's just unwilling to have them, but there are some people that are just, they're not ready to tear that stuff apart lest they wind up where I did in the deconstruction <laughs> episode where they find themselves just totally broken up. Yeah. Like, and I was, I feel, I count myself lucky that I was in a situation where there was enough people around me to not completely fall apart. And and that's why I have a certain level of understanding, both for the people who have gone through a deconstruction and come back from it, and also people who are not willing to have conversations that they're not ready to have. Because if they're like, no, I don't want to think about that, because that'll lead me down this hole and ask this question, all of a sudden, fucking, I'm plowing a cow for some reason. Do you ever, do you ever think that, like, I'm going to sound super, super millennial right now. <laughs> But, boom, but boomers hate these fucking talks. Oh, they fucking do. It's because they... I don't... I, uh, I'm going to suffer from a, a asymmetric insight in this one, where I'm going to assume that they haven't actually challenged themselves in this way, because... Because why? Why bother? You don't need to, because if you have that challenging conversation, it leads to more conversations. So why bother? Don't know. Just yeah, you're, you're just you're just leading yourself. Yeah, you're leaving. You're leading yourself down a path, and it's all gonna blow up, fall apart. Yeah. So just just don't bother. Just fucking get to work. <laughs> get get to work or go to jail. Go to jail. Uh, no, I I have met a few boomers that I've I've tried to have these conversations with. And it's just, it's, it's like talking to a wall. Oh, like, yeah. They just get, like, they start and then they just stop. 
they're like, no, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to think about it. Or no, no. And they just stop. They just wall goes up and the conversation's over. I'm like, wait, I, we, we were going somewhere. I knew that it was going somewhere. We were yeah. finally getting to something. And when they realized that, they were like, nope, nope. And they just shut down. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, th- I thought we were onto something. <laughs> and it's not the first time. And it's, oh, no, it's not. I've had, like, I've had a, a, any any baby boomer in my life, essentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single one that I haven't had yeah. a, a, a wall put up. We, we don't know the right ones. Like, we need we need some friends that are old vets that are, like, all burned out on pot. I've seen some things, man. I've seen I've done some things. stuff. Have you ever have you ever seen the lines in the sky in the pictures? <laughs> yeah, but we, we need some friends like the that. The problem is the guys that we that I know of that seen some things found Jesus, and they're just like, "No, nah, I don't even need to bother." Like, I'm, no, that's cool, man. And they just leave it at that. No wall. You, they'll let you talk your ear off, but they're not actually going to engage enough to compromise their thing. So. Uh, yeah, we need we need some. Do we know any? Army I don't know. I, I feel like the the only el, the only angle that you can get in on these kind of talks with, let's say that type of boomer, because I, I don't want to pigeonhole all of them because I know that they exist because yeah. the hippies exist. That's right. But when you you can get in, if you start talking about end time conspiracies, they love oh, that shit. I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> as much as they hate a nuanced discussion on evolutionary effect of God in the universe or whatever. Oh, yeah. They, I hate end times bullshit. And I say bullshit because it's just, they they make it everything that they're about. Like, when it comes to it, it's like, no, oh, end times, we need to worry about this. This is the mark of the beast, blah, 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 whatever it is. I just, I'm done. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's not that I won't discuss it. It's that I'm going to discuss it differently than you want me to talk about. I'm going to say it's a natural progression of society. It's not that it's our society doing it, but every society before us has gone through this. It is everybody, a rise everybody and a thinks of that they're the end of the world. Yeah, and 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 when everything goes to shit and it goes to the dark ages, and we're going to be coming up to some level of a dark age. Especially with the nuclear tension that's going on with them, everything that's being projected. Oh, and I it's projected that's... nuclear tension. Okay, so on 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 our list there, I've got. Did you got one there? It's it's hard for me to see because there's glare on it right now, but I know I have their uh, end time scenarios. Oh. I want to do a podcast where we talk about our top five end time scenarios and the likelihood that that's the one. Well, every single one is fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> happens or it doesn't. See, that's the kind of boomer <laughs> shit I'm talking about. I I do feel old sometimes. <laughs> we do drink whiskey and smoke pipes. Like uh, <laughs> we do take something from them. We are old souls. I think we're Renaissance men more <laughs> than more than fake boomers. Fake boomers. Uh, you see, I I, uh, I I draw a certain kinship when it comes to the the Gen Xers. Because I'm I'm not quite old enough to be considered Gen X, but at the same time, but at the same time, like there's time a certain moves, level. Time moves slower in Canada. <laughs> yes, like, we get we get we I, get Gen I, X in five I years feel, too late. Yeah, exactly. I I honestly feel like Gen X here happened in a in a bit of a delay, and I think that happened for every generation in Canada. <laughs> there's you have to you have to adjust for remoteness. 
Yes, there there is a certain level of that. Unless you're in Toronto, in which place you're not listening to this. And uh, but there is this distrust of the government that Gen Xers had after Vietnam that that you don't have. Why do you think that so many people distrust the government? So anything they say, they say fuck you. And I I, I get it. Where some people are like, I don't understand why these people don't trust you. It's like <laughs> shut the fuck up. So I was last year like kind of like the peak of COVID-ness in BC. Uh, I went, we had a break. There was a time when they lifted restrictions. Yeah, summer. It was the spring. Oh, it was right. spring, yeah. It, they, lifted, they lifted restrictions and my wife and I were like, all right, now's our chance. We're going on a week getaway. No kid. We can go to restaurants. We can go to a hotel. The day we got down to Penticton, the rules changed at midnight. They just <laughs> decided, Bam. Back We're on. All the way back on, no restaurants, all that shit. <clears throat> it was just the worst. And so every restaurant that night, being the last night, was packed. <laughs> just to the tits. Just Yeah, just to the tits because everybody wanted to go for a nice meal out. And we were the same. And we weren't even in our own town. There was no possibility of cooking. Yeah. We're yeah. going, yeah, we're going to eat out. And the table next to us was a uh, a couple that was definitely... A Gen Z, like oh. they're probably ten years younger than us. Yeah, um, maybe even a bit more. So they're they're sitting there. We actually wound up having a conversation, like you know, conversation with total strangers. Fancy that. It was oh. it was glorious. I could tell they were unaccustomed. Were they straight lit? <laughs> no, they, they. Oh, what does that even mean? I Damn don't it. know. Now I feel it's super good. <laughs> no, I'm the boomer. It's like a. It makes me. That makes I think me feel it has something to do with being high. No, they weren't high. <laughs> No, they were just enjoying their evening out and they were enjoying an evening without handcuffs on. Like uh, metaphorical government handcuffs, not actual. Yeah, ones that I have refused <laughs> for this entire fucking two years. Yeah. And they were just like, man, I can't believe we're going back. And they were like, you know what? The whole time we thought the government has our best interests in mind. And... I'm starting to realize that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They they put them on and they take them off and then they put them on worse and then they take them off further and then put them on a little bit and then take them on and put them on worse again. Like it's like yeah. it's like they don't understand. I'm like you just grew up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to our world. <laughs> this is how we feel about them all the time. Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get there. <laughs> but like in that moment they realize like, "Oh. Oh, this is all bullshit." Oh yeah, but at the time, full hook, line, and sinker into the the narrative, into the social distancing, the masking, all that stuff. Yeah. Did it all, did it all, and then realized that nobody's life has changed at all, other than the fact that we keep getting control. Yeah, they, they saw it. Yeah, they keep they keep giving a little, giving a little, giving, yeah. and you're getting nothing. You're getting less and less in return every time, and uh, and that's why for me. I've chosen to give not a fucking inch. Not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. I, I didn't. Uh, I'm sorry, but people were washing their hands before. That hasn't changed. Like, everyone's like, oh, you got to wash your hands. Like, oh, yeah, See, that's new. I, I hope Holy you were washing shit. your hands. <laughs> were you not washing your hands? I was washing my hands. <laughs> was nobody else doing this? Is that why this happened? What the fuck's wrong with you people? <laughs> Yeah, don't no. worry, but God willed all this to happen. Yeah, he, that's he, well, sorry. Right. He didn't will it to happen. He knew it would happen, therefore it happened. He allowed it. Oh. 
I... Bought <laughs> <laughs> it back around. Uh, back around. Now... All right. Like, and that's so one that, thing I hate. Okay, oh, you know, when okay. I... Oh, yep, I'll, I'll go. go first. I hate when... When, when Christians turn around, when something horrible happens, it's like, well, God has a plan. And then instead of just saying shit happens, because free will, yes, to a certain extent, but sometimes shit just happens. And they can't just accept that. They need to justify it with their hyper-spiritual understanding of the world, of, uh, of their needing to be a plan and his omniscience and all this stuff. Instead of saying, yeah, sometimes shit happens. They, they cover it up with this... I that something else is going to come out the back end or whatever, and I don't like it because it doesn't actually help. It doesn't go anywhere, and so it does disregard free will when shit happens to you. And um, it's like, no, God has a plan. It's like, well, his plan his, is his, fucking with his me. His plan to let, was to let this happen. <laughs> yeah, his plan was to fuck with me. <laughs> I know because like the idea that he knows all that's going to happen, good and bad. So like that that handcuffs him so hard because at that yeah. point God doesn't even have the will to be able to contravent what's happening because he knows it's gonna happen. Yeah. So like he's no longer he, God. It, it, yeah. At that he, point he's he a can't. Slave. Yeah. He's he's a slave to the sequence of sequence of events just as much as anybody else is at that point. Ooh. Yeah. It it, it yeah it really does and at that point he's almost exactly like us if if we are tied so keenly to our ancestral evolution if that's if you even disregard that so i and that's why i do have to believe in some level of free will i really do there has to be some level of your decision making a difference because if it's not it's just it becomes a why bother and you just go blow your brains out. It becomes very nihilistic. I don't know, like, I would, but if free will doesn't exist, then you're not going to blow your brains out unless you were destined to do it anyway. <laughs> See, it's nonsense. No, like, it is. It's, it's nonsense. It's, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I think living with a certain level of consciousness is the best way to do <clears throat> to deal with this. Yeah. Like there, there is, I don't think there's an eternal answer. I don't think, I don't think it's as simple as everyone makes it out to be, but at the same time, there's some things that you have to look at and be like, do you know what? We can have this discussion until we're blue in the face, but who knows? Yeah, it sounds like fun while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like fun. It's content too. It is. But yeah, so this, this whole conversation that we've had, that's now two parts has maybe even three with how long that last one is i could break the first one into two nah we should just leave it just leave it to uh, whatever it might have been two and a half hours three hours that's fine people can pause it all right start cool. it back up good well you guys have already seen what we've done so do we have free will do we <laughs> yeah, I do us, us like, as us as voices I, in now, your in your ears now i feel like spite making it into yeah. two <laughs> yeah, you, you listening to this are listening to predetermined recording. Yes. Oh, this is going to happen whether you like it or not. Yeah. Everything you're li- you've listened to and will listen to until the end of this podcast is now determined and set. Yes. It will never change. Unless it does. Because we, <laughs> the philosophers, have said it thus. <laughs> 
I, we we have free will, oh. but you, as the listener of this podcast, are now destined <laughs> destined to destined listen. to listen to this play out the way it is supposed to play out. Unless you turn it off, then fuck you. Peace out. I feel like we need to be more high for this. No, well, I'm sorry, high at all? Because right now there's no. <laughs> oh no! If we were high, our our brains. I'm sorry, but our brains high talking about free will. I'm sorry, but we're already fucked up. <laughs> Could you imagine us high as a kite? Like, people are like, wait, you're not high? Yeah. No, no, we're not. And honest to goodness. If we're going to get high, we're going to be talking. Oh, what should we talk about? We're going to talk about flat earth. We're going to. If we're, okay, if we, if we do a podcast about flat earth, we're probably experimenting. (laughs) Yes. We are going to, that'll be our very first one that we do high. Because. It just seems like the thing, right? Like, yeah. It, it, it seems like the thing the to, be all, to be all paranoid thing. about. That would be so good. So anyway, regarding these two episodes, it's, I don't know, confirmed in me, but I think convinced for me, at least at this point in 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 my calculations, that in in light of a divine being, Free will has to exist. The best, and, and therefore fuck Calvinists, all the way up the poop chute. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I, I second. Hundred percent. Predestination in light of God, total hundred percent bullshit. It's yeah. it's illogical. The best argument for determinism comes from the atheistic point of point of view. There's, it's far more compelling to think of determinism as cause and re, cause and reaction based on environment. That's that's the only way it makes sense to me for the world to be deterministic. That's really funny that you just attributed Calvinists to atheists. Like you just gave them, the, you put them on the same playing ground as, at, at some level. Yeah. So Sam Harris and Calvinists' view of Paul <laughs> talking about predestination closer together than they are apart. If you're a Calvinist, you the, got a the, problem the, with this. Yeah, Come at me, bro. The idea of election makes more sense as an atheist than it does as a Christian. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I play into that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's from because like that that conversation we had the other day that went for two hours plus, and we were struggling to find a place for free will to exist, and yes. we didn't touch the idea of God's presence. Like we were just going into. Well, we were going the, straight materialist. Straight like materialist, and it was hard to yeah. see the possibility of of free will. Yeah. The the best argument for it is the atheistic one. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. I, and, and that's the one I never considered. That's the one I thought was obvious that atheists would believe in free will. Yeah. I thought that was obvious to the point of being an axiomatic truth, but really it's the best argument for determinism. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it's, I, I really do feel like there's a certain level of hopelessness that goes along with that. <clears throat> Like when you when you take away any kind of opportunity for for choice, it it just you you lose this hope of of things changing of things. That depends unless unless you're in for a good ride, in which case kick back and enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> unless you really fucked up your life. <laughs> but even so, yeah. determined to happen. It's determined to happen. Where where I, I you look at uh, what's the Ecclesiastes right? It's yep. that uh, nothing new under the sun, chasing the wind, and same. This argument could 
come very uh, across like that in a lot of ways of we're just chasing wind but it's it's fun to have and it's it's sometimes it's worth it just to get your legs moving get moving to do something or, or even to give you the spark like to, to talk about free will even if it's just the little incentive to make a to make a change that you wouldn't otherwise make yeah that affects the fruit of your life like we said in the last week like the way that free will makes sense to me in the ter- deterministic way is the times where you can push back against the influences that are that are on you you know and the times when you could reset your algorithms like you you can do that like don't just don't just sit back and let life happen to you just you can you can swim upstream even if it's just in a decision right now and you're going to spend 20 years riding that wave you yeah. can change it I really find it funny when some people, they just ride on that. They're like, oh, I can't change anything. This is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm like, no. You can, <laughs> you can make a choice here and now. This is, this is not your life. You you can change. But they're like, nope, this is who I am. Like, I think that's why I hate AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. Because you are forever an alcoholic. And I'm like, no. No, that, that, that you are identifying with something and you're saying you yeah. cannot that, change. And I don't like that, 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 that speaking hopelessness. Yeah, th- that, that's a good way to think of, in a practical way, how the deterministic mindset can affect a person. Yeah. If you say you are this, it means you are genetically or circumstantially or whatever predisposed to always be this one thing. Yeah. And it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. Yeah. So And where is that instead of being like, "Hey, I am not an alcoholic anymore, but I'm not going to drink. I'm never going to have another drink because I know what it can lead to in you, my you life." You got to own that decision. But you but yeah, own it. Own it for what it is and be like, "No, this is something I struggle with. And if if I drink, this will lead to this and for that reason I choose not to." That doesn't mean that I'm continually... That's like saying I am a sinner, I'm forever a sinner, and I will never not be a sinner. It's like, no, I, I, I have sinned, and as a Christian, I, I identify as somebody who is redeemed, and, and saying, no, I am not identified by <clears throat> my past, I am identified by the, the, the future that I have. And there's people who are like, no, they, you can't do that. No, you're forever, you're just, this is who you are, and you'll never be better. Well, I will, I think Think of it... If people are saying like, oh, this sounds like frou-frou bullshit, think of it like neurological structures, right? The more you think about something, the more the habits you make, your brain makes physical structures that reinforce those ideas. Yeah. And if you... Neurological pathways. Yeah, yeah, neurological pathways. They make structures. They make complexes. Like you can actually... By uh, the, the scientist Newberg, Andrew Newberg, the guy that did How God Changes Your Brain. Yeah. Uh, he said that the more you meditate, pray actively, and are in that zone, you are actually thickening your prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Like physically making it bigger by yep. making it work harder, like muscles. And you can have these big neurological structures in your brain that say, you are an alcoholic or you are a piece of shit or you are this, you are that. 
And all you're doing is reinforcing that structure by saying, I am this all the time. Yeah. Like you need to starve that structure so that it dies and rebuild different ones. Yeah. And that's... Uh, Focus the I am on a whole different thing. And I, I understand the defensive mechanisms of trying to put into place of I am an alcoholic, so I must well, never that, ever that touch alcohol. I'm sure that neurological structure wants to stay. Yeah. Even if, even if you're not going to feed it a drop of alcohol for the rest of, of your life, that neurological structure wants you to keep feeding it neurologically. It because wants it, you to keep thinking about it. That's what's going to help it survive. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because as long as you're thinking about it, oh, it spiritual. reaffirms, reaffirms it, reaffirms it. That's where your demons live. Ooh. In the neurological structures that, that you're making. It's like you're making a home for them. Well, to live in. I knew this chick back in high school and she always said, it's like, no, I'm never, I am not worthy of being forgiven because it was all the horrible shit I did. And I'm like, really? <laughs> You're ch- no offense to her, but the worst she could have done is drugs and probably a bit of sex. Like yeah. this, like you yeah, really did, believe that you are unredeemed. Did you fucking did? Did you torture kill, did a dog? You kill billions of of Russians. <laughs> yeah. Did you <laughs> like? Did you kill it? Like, did you torture puppies? <laughs> did you like? No, no. But she had this 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 neurological under like affirmation in her that said, "No, I am not worthy." And she drilled it into herself. And yeah, her her yeah, maybe yeah. her demons lie in this. So area yeah, you can of, think yeah in in a way. Like, in a way, there's an intelligence outside yourself that is reinforcing that lie to give a place for it to live. Yeah. Inside your head. And so the more that you repeat it, the more that yeah, you, exactly. you, you confirm it. And and so I'm, I'm, th- I'm, try- I'm trying to think of it symbolically, like like how we were talking about how cosmic intelligences use, like, countries, <laughs> you know, to act on the world. So in a smaller, more microcosmic way, like spiritual, demonic, angelic intelligences can essentially exist in you through neurological structures. Not like a being is living in there like... No, not a literal being, but, but a, a, a but neurological... But that, that neurological structure presenting that principality, like it is symbolically both your brain matter, but also that intelligence. So are you saying that an exorcism, an exorcism is a dramatic... A dramatic breaking... Of, of a neurological pathway. Exactly. It's a bold statement. Uh, dude, again, what the fuck do we do but <laughs> what, at what, the same time? What, what are exorcisms other than words, though? Uh, on, on, a meta, on, on, any, on a materialistic... Yeah, sorry. On a, uh, a materialistic plane? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, they are simply and a yet, and restructuring yet words, words of, have power because words aren't just material; they're ideas. Because they form our thoughts, they form they literally form our brain. Yeah. So in in both a symbolic way, because language is symbolism, and also in a literal way, and in an exorcism, you are radically breaking off and rebuking a neurological pathway or a chain that also represents the presence of a demonic intelligence. Because, but and replacing the world, it, and they call repla- it spiritual and, chains, right? Yeah, and replacing it with another one. Mm-hmm. It's it's like breaking one off in a really sharp, like really really sudden dramatic way, which isn't ideal, but sometimes needs to happen. Yes, because you're believing a lot. And like exorcisms, as far as how they're performed in Catholicism or Orthodoxy, are a little like there's more to it than just like. Like, say, you know, smacking somebody on the head saying, be healed, demon, fly out of you. 
Why you always go southern? <laughs> I, that's such a fun accent to mock. Yeah, it really that, is. It really has nothing other to do with how fun it is to talk like yes. that. Yes. Yes. Oh. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's just. But, it is so fun. But like, there's more of a ritual to it. And the ritual is important too, because yeah. you're, you're acting out processes and you're saying things, reciting things, rebuking the thought that is harming you and trying to accept a thought that is more true uh, to give you a benefit. It's like a radical switch in directions, almost like hitting the, the train section that are the, the, the switch that switches train tracks in a different direction. Yeah. And hopefully that will take, take root going forward as the, the dominant way. It's yeah. more ideal to do it in an, a, in a gradual therapeutic way, but sometimes it's too far gone. And you got, why not roll the dice in doing something dramatic? Yeah. Because people love dramatic. People love theatrics. They really do. Like our, as human beings, we love these, these superb theatrical things. Look at our movies. Look at our, our culture. Look at, look at Will Smith slapping somebody. It wasn't just a small thing. It was it was something, and and, and it just it took hold of an entire culture and how we we saw it. And it was like, man, this is insane. Like, yeah, people love extreme jumps. They don't like little things. Well, they do like little things. That's yeah, yeah. Man, how did we get from omniscience to exorcism? Uh, that was wild. Neurological pathways to. Booyah. Yeah, no, we, 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 this is fucking gold again. I'm sorry, but you guys are on to something. Whoever's listening to this right now, you are really at the starting point of something really cool. Yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoy this so much that I... <laughs> hopefully we've kicked off, kicked off a couple new neurological pathways that will develop into something. Yeah. And, and there are, there is something to be said for, uh, what's the, um, uh, there's a big, a big cultural norm or big cultural thing. What do they call it? There was a movie on it. I want to say Zeitgeist. Uh, Zeitgeist. No, Zeitgeist. <laughs> I knew it has that. <laughs> yeah. Zeitgeist. We're, I think we're on the, the verge of a Zeitgeist, like in that of something here and it could kick into something bigger. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, yeah. Like think of Zeitgeist. In, in, so as you know culturally a zeitgeist is when a whole culture or country or something like that latches on to an idea or has a prevailing way of thinking about stuff yeah like that the zeitgeist poltergeist yeah like the the etymology is the same it's about a it's about a spirit yeah like even that language assents to the fact that these these kind of thoughts are bigger principalities yeah. And so, yeah, at that point you need to choose, like, what kind of, what kind of geist, for lack of a better word, because I don't speak German, <laughs> do you want to be a part of? Yeah. Do you want to be a part of the spirit of the age? Do you want to be a part of the Holy Spirit? Like, uh, an, a way oriented towards the highest and best? Yeah. I'm not... I, like I said, Southern, the Holy Spirit's within you. I don't mean like that, yes. but I mean like the wind, the, you know, the wind of, of tide of thought that is pushing you towards the fruit of the Holy Spirit, patience, love, kindness, good, joy, 
the highest virtues. Yeah. Like, do you want to orient yourself towards catching that wave or whatever the culture is pushing? Which is social contagion. Yeah. Which is, is, is to some level a little, it always comes across a little crazy. Like how insane some of it is. It's like, how, how is this the world that we live in? Honestly, like how even the idea of Christianity being as big of a religion as it is without having, let's say it's all a lie. How does it have such an influence on our society if it were 100% never true or like, is is that the zeitgeist that the whole world bought into for so long that it it holds so much power? Because if it was untrue... I always find the things that are not true don't last. Don't. Hand talking. Hand talking. Uh, where where thing is, if it is not actually true, it won't last. See, I don't agree with that necessarily. Because there's lots of ideas that last, but say are very off. For instance, Mormonism. <laughs> like, Yeah, but the, still relatively young religion. Relatively young but had a pretty lasting impact, or impact is fully American. Yeah. And, you know, like has its, its ups and flows, but it has in the modern realm where ideas have come and gone fast has, has, has some staying power. And you could say, look at all the fruit, people flocking to it. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, like you could say, look at the fruit. <laughs> yes. It, it I, has used to, to, I used to say that. It has to be some, some truth to it because look at the fruit. Look how, look how well Yeah, it's Scientology doing. is doing pretty good too. Look at the fruit. Like you, you can say that. So I don't think that that's a great argument for why Christianity is the biggest religion in the world is because it's the best one. I think that in the realm of ideas you need to let these ideas duke it out. Yeah. My dad can beat your dad. <laughs> Let's, and debate it. My dad's not always crazy, so. Yeah. <laughs> My dad can beat your dad. Debate it. See what, what actually produces fruit, what actually produces the best results. Yeah. And what has the best, most logical ideas and way of being when it's packed practice in its purest form. Yeah. Like in that way, I can see how there's a hierarchy shaking out because in that way, it really is various deities like sorting amongst themselves their hierarchy in the place or in the world. And there is enemies and allies or, uh, yeah, there's, there's protagonists and antagonists in, in the realm of, of zeitgeists, quote unquote. Yeah. As they as they sort themselves out. Yeah, it's a uh... Yeah. It's hard to think about sometimes. With the, even okay, yes, with the Christian Christian religion being as, as strong, but even for how small the the Jewish religion is how how a for for what a, a population density, how many there are, how do they have such a worldwide influence, or is that just our North American understanding of the world, the the, the Jewish influence influence? I think I think a lot of that has piggybacked on 
the success of the Christian religion because we call like the whole Western way of life it has it kind of we we say it's rooted in judeo-christian ethics yes so like automatically you're toting you're towing little brother along yeah <laughs> you know, even though he's older brother he's a little littler brother but he's you're yeah. you're, you're towing he, him along like a, in you know older brother who's smaller like out of sight <laughs> out of mind right yeah but insight in mind yeah so i think i think in that way like that that idea that uh, really small religion has so much influence is because it's kind of being towed along as an ally with yeah. another one. Yeah, I just I, I'm just thinking well, of the not world. even as an ally, as a friend, as a brother. Like yeah, yeah. But I'm just thinking on on a worldwide scale. We live in this planet that's so big that this tiny little population is still considered to have such a big influence or be highly considered in a lot of areas of of good, bad, positive, negative, wherever you want to put them in there. Because I'm not saying they're all perfect. The Bible's clearly talks about how imperfect they are in so many ways by their writings, not ours. Uh, and and but Well, one is the same as far as the Old Testament. One is the same. Yeah, but I'm just talking about the, the Torah and, and the... Our Bible has the Torah too, Mike. I know, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure they read it differently in a lot of ways. Yeah, they they read it differently, but the data is still the same. Yeah, but yeah, they they always talk about the falling away, falling away, falling away, and then we as Christians hold them in such a high regard. And I do anyways, uh, of how we view them. It's like, no, they're God's chosen people, God's chosen people. But they're such a small minority but they have such a big influence on the world with, with, with China. China has far a bigger population. Well, the Buddhist monks, I think they were, and, and all this stuff. And then you look at other religions. Um, I can't think of any right now. <laughs> India with the, the, uh, uh, with their religion and, and all these other ones that are so much bigger. But for some reason, as a world, we see this one. I do, anyways. Maybe, but maybe that's just my North American understanding. Yeah, of it. I'm. I'm trying to think of whether or not it is just our Western bias, or if there's a degree of truth to that. But I mean, it's like on the world stage, like as nations. Yeah. Like India, like it's a big player. It's a, it has a lot of people. Like it mm-hmm. has economic heft, but it's still not a first world country. It's not considered elite. No. It, it can't be overlooked because of its size and population. Yeah. But it's not elite. China's getting there. Like, you know, China really is. They really are. They, they really are the world stage rival right now. Yeah. Russia's cowboy. But, what, but, that, but even that is not built on the back of their religion as much as it's built on the back of the idea of communism. That's true. Or at least the Chinese version of it, which is, seems a little different than. Well, it was, it, it started very, very, um in the farmers in the rural communities and stuff like that it started a lot lower than the the manufacturing like it did in Russia like it started in the farm communities where in Russia it started in the the manufacturing it started in the factories it started in these places where like no it's the uprising that's why it's a hammer and a sickle is both the field and the, the, the factories and it was the working the working tools right where in China it, it was a lot more rural a lot less factory because they didn't have it 
And so when Mao came in and tried to do all these things, it was um, it was just different. Which I that's a whole nother podcast yeah, for another day. Really, like China is something I have no grasp over it's, whatsoever. Mao is China. Other, is other than the fact that crazy. I know that they are like a bit of a combination of a technocracy and an autocracy. Yeah. It's, but like as as far as their whole system and how it works, yeah, that's a mystery to me. I would love to actually research it more and understand and try and understand. But yeah, no, it's more alien than. Well, uh, I I know a little bit more about the communist uprising more than the, I don't know, autocracy <clears throat> that that it is now because it never started as as this. It's, they were like, oh, the birds are or no, the bugs are killing your fields. Kill all the bugs. They kill all the b- bugs. Or birds, because the birds were eating it, and then the bu- the birds stopped eating the bugs. So the bugs were eating their fields. So like, it was like this bureaucratic like understanding of agriculture. <laughs> it's like, no, it's, this is a problem. And then, oh, bureaucracy! Does it ever not fuck up? No, no, <laughs> it dev never not fucks up. And if you disagree with us. Prove me wrong. When is bureaucrat? Sounds like a bureaucrat talking. Yeah, you're a bureaucrat, and you're just defending yourself, your job. Anyways, um, yeah. Oh, we should wrap up. We should. It's been really fun, and this one's not as long as the last one because yeah, no. I think I think we've. Got... I was expecting more pushback from you on the no. whole on the whole God's not God, or, omniscient uh, omniscient thing. Or at least you, not omniscient in the way that we were taught. See, you you really thought that uh, I hadn't thought about this. <laughs> no, I maybe I haven't vocalized my. Uh, you know how I sometimes yeah, think. Yeah, there's something. This is something we've never talked about to one no. another. But I, I didn't assume that you never thought of it as much as I assumed that you like had you, and would have pushback. Okay, and I was hoping I would because I'm like I'm gonna be ki- I'm riding your coattails and you're like oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, this really fucked with me. Oh, uh, yeah. At the same no. time, made me feel it validated. It, it did validate to a certain extent that I wasn't crazy. <laughs> not, not crazy, guys. All right. So h- how, do, how do we recap this episode? Uh, Listen to the whole thing over again in doubles time. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, open theism. <laughs> I, I lean that direction. Yeah. I, 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 like, understand. I've never, you know how sometimes you hear something and somebody else puts it into words better than you could? And you're like, yeah. Wait, yeah, that, that, what he said. Open <laughs> yeah. theism. Exorcisms. Oh, yeah. China. China. Ju- it's also the China. Juice. And, also the And Jews. the Jews. <laughs> and I said it like, Zeitgeist. That's right. We were talking about Zeitgeist. We were talking about Zeitgeist. Yeah, so. German. All right. Yeah. Open theism. Uh, exorcism. Zeitgeist. And the Jews. I'm, I'm trying to get that Jew money. They have money. <laughs> I hope. Hey, if do we have any? No, I don't think any Jewish people. If you're Jewish and you listen to this, please let us know. Message us directly on the thing because on our, our Facebook page. Because I just assume you would be too good for us. I don't know. <laughs> just, you really do hold them in very high regard. Maybe I do, and that's probably my. You're trying, bias. To, you're trying to make up for your family history of what <laughs> owning slaves. Yeah, we own slaves, and now I'm a poor I was white talking trash. About, I was talking about the anti-Semitism. Oh, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was off camera. That was off, off camera. Off microphone. Everyone is an anti-Semite back in the day, so fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> 
I am not. I love all people. I will treat you uh, the way as, that... As good or better than you treat me. Yes, probably better. I don't... I'm not saying people treat me negatively. It's just people don't go out of their way to treat me nicely. <laughs> There's something off-putting about you. Yes. I like it. <laughs> I like your prickliness. Yeah. I'm a bit That's of a the best. Prick. That's the word. Prickliness. Prickliness. <laughs> All right, so this is a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be trying to do a few minis here, uh, I assume, uh, soon, because we are running out of, like, we have some on the docket. We got two now with this one. And we need more content because we released a lot of it. So you're welcome, Well, now we need, we need to do one on Adam running from consciousness as soon as you figure that out. Oh, no, I just got to show you my notes. I've oh, got it okay. figured out. Ah, excellent. <laughs> it's really good. It's gold. And uh, we just need to start knocking some stuff off of our whiteboard. Oh, yeah. We have, have we knocked anything off of that thing? Like, like, like maybe two or three? Yeah, we got to look at it. Anyways, we've got great topics that we want to talk about. And if you want to suggest one, go start your own podcast. No. <laughs> give us content. <laughs> give, give us Screw content. that. We need to dial, we need. We have so much. If the... they think of something that we haven't thought of, we'll listen to it and then we'll do it better than you. That's what. <laughs> Debate. Debate. If you want to come on our show, uh, feel free to travel here and record with us, and then we may or may not put it us on, put you on, because maybe depends, you're boring. Depends how entertaining you are. Yeah, some people, they there are some people out there that assume, it's like, no, I fucking got this, and then you have them on, and you're like, ah, oh, I'm really carrying the water here. <laughs> no offense, but not everyone's cut out for this. It's It's not for everyone. It's fine. Enjoy. We we love it. We have we have yet to have anybody that we've had to carry water for. I was just trying to think, like who? Nobody. <laughs> I just assume it's coming. You just assume it's coming. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I have friends that were like, "Hey, you should talk about this. Hey, you should talk about this." And it's like, "Hey, you should have me on." And I'm like, "Dude, I'd be no. carrying your water." Yeah. Like. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up. All right. Love you guys. God, God bless. Don't be a dick. That music has been brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells with Liquid State Audio. He is the producer, the mixing engineer, and the guitarist. Thank you so much from the Blue Collar Philosophers. Have a great night.